Welcome to Bonehead Weekly. We have a tight turnaround on this one, so we don't have a topic. We actually have some guests starting to be lined up over the next few weeks, but we don't have a topic for this episode. We didn't have time to do research. Somebody has to get up tomorrow morning at 7.30 a.m. I do. Thank you. I wasn't going to bring that up, but I do. Yeah, it's... uh, Travel to the land of roly-poly. That's not why I'm getting up, no, but surely you're not applying. Oh. Oh, no, it's... uh... I get it. I get it, Chad. I'm fat. Thanks, Chad. I mean, it's really no way to treat your friend. No. Him internet. Yeah, all fat, Chad. Why is my internet causing the problem? <laughs> I, you every time. If, if I could get up out of this chair, I'd do something about it. <laughs> if you, why don't you get your dialing wand? You just <laughs> wait when the whale wins best Oscar for movie ever. People like me be more accepted. <laughs> but it's all fake. Uh, I had another dirty. I had another not a dirty. I had another really even darker joke to go on top of that one. But I'll leave it because Bonehead Weekly isn't that quite that dark yet. So, gentlemen, what do you want to talk about? I'm telling you, are you watching The Last of Us? I am, and the last, the third episode. I, I guess that's not the last episode, right? Or is the third episode? Well, the, the fourth three? episode just came out yesterday, but I okay. Guess- yeah, well, the most both. recent episode that I saw was the third episode, and honestly, it got to me because of all the parallels it had with isolation, and, and and I'll just be blunt, quite frankly, because my father passed away during COVID, and what happens in that episode, there were a lot of times when I was sitting there going, man, that's dark. God, that's accurate. That's sad. Oh, my God. Because I, without giving anything away, it follows uh, and it does diverge from the video game in that way. It follows basically what do you do when you're in isolation and as time goes on and people get ill and things like that. And it's, it was really it hit me harder than I thought. it would. Well, it's a beautiful love story. Chad, have you yeah. seen it? Chad's froze again. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't going to watch it though, right? Because uh, because everybody dies. I don't know. He's just frozen, and he says his internet is unstable. But it's a beautiful love story. It is. I I thought it was because I thought it was you know that time you and Rex Harrison had that you know fling for a few years. Oh, Chad's gone. He's had enough of our nonsense. We knew this day would come. We knew this day would come. But But are you liking it? I am, in all honesty, I love the fact that it did what that episode did. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that literally that's an episode where the quote-unquote major stars of the show are in it for, what, 15 minutes, if that? At the most. Because it cuts away and it follows, we're going to give you... Five minutes in and maybe ten, you're right, maybe five minutes in and then ten minutes at the end just to set up the pickup truck. Yeah. Um. And, and you know, I, I think the other thing about Last of Us, that because we all know there's a ton of end-of-the-world shows, right? I mean, there's just been, since Walking Dead made money, yeah, we're, we're going to keep going back to that. We're going to keep going back to them, yeah. And I, I don't, I mean, I obviously, quite frankly, am not offended by that. But I honestly, one thing that I, I actually stopped, because I love Nick Offerman, mm-hmm. but... um the the thing that came to mind was, and he did that role really well, and I didn't know he wasn't who they originally wanted to cast. Oh, I, who did they want in it? Um, somebody told me. I'll have to give me a second. I'll look it up. But 
Well, what we, I this found... is the point where we turn it over and let Chad talk for a minute, but he's disappeared. And I just texted yeah. him and asked him if he were dead. But um, the thing about it is, do you know who played that character in the video game? Because no. it's somebody that you know. Who? Um, the original already dead by the time we meet him in the video game, right? No, no. That's where the story is much darker, actually, in the video game. Um, w. Earl Brown played oh, him yeah. in the video game. And W. Earl Brown is not necessarily a household name, but if you're a big fan of Deadwood, that's Al's bartender. Yeah. Uh, he's the one that played in the game. In the, in the video game, Joe, it's a much darker story. And this is a spoiler if you haven't played the video game, but it came out in, I don't know, uh, 2013. So if you were waiting, I don't know what to say. It's a Deadwood. Well, I think, I mean... But in the video game, and it is different than the show, so this isn't a spoiler for the show, but in the video game, you meet the... So basically you go and you end up teaming up with uh, the guy that's in the hole. Yeah. Not giving anything away. And... um, No, wait, Joe, you may be right, actually. Yes, he is already... Yes, sorry, you are right. But the the backstory is. I tell is, you, he did. Now I got my, I got two characters confused. But the the backstory is much darker, because in the game, yeah. he can't take being controlled all the time by the other character, and he goes and he hangs himself, and he purposely tries to destroy the uh, or he tr- he's trying to fix up the truck himself so he can escape the controlling of the other person, which is a much darker story, but not quite frankly, is sad, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Well, it, yeah, because it's about deciding on, you know, what terms do you go out on, um, what that looks like, uh, what true love looks like, or maybe not true love, but actual love love, where love is a verb, and and how well, you serve, and this is going to sound weird considering the relationship, but I do agree with how you service others and how you serve others. Chad! Did you see episode three of Last of Us? I haven't even watched episode one. I was about to say, remember he said last well, week. Well, it's good all... that you had missed all this. But, you know, yeah. uh, Joe, the one, one thing I will, I will say. I will, I will, I'm planning on starting to catch up this week. The one thing I will say, though, about oh, it, Joe. bitch, it froze up again. Uh, did no, it? I can see You're fine now. fine. It all works great. I can uh, watch Nightwish on 4K, but I can't talk to you bastards. I don't know what Nightwish is. All right, finish your point, James. But what what I was going to say, I think what's really interesting about it is, and what really, like, there were so many scenes in it that really got to me, given everything that happened with my own family. But there's that scene where, basically, he's he's trying to negotiate. Yeah, take your earphones out, Jeff. Uh, where he's trying to negotiate with him mm-hmm. near the end. And he said, you know, just give it some more time. And he has the line. I won't do it exactly. I'm like, but, just give me the... Um, but he, when James starts we need, spoiling, we need you. Uh, Why don't you shut the fuck up? We would be done now. I would be done if you, if you just stop talking. Anyway, the point being that, um, and he says, you know, what do you think there's going to be a door to door MRI specialist come by right. or something? Or we couldn't even cure this before this, before, before the world ended. Yeah, and, and I think that's such a, it was a really powerful line in some ways because it gets to that point of. What are you waiting for? Yeah. Like if if it's not going to get better, and right. if you're already to the point, because the scene where he's trying to paint still, right, and he can, right. and, and, and little things he can't enjoy his life. 
yeah, and and it was it was really powerful. So anyway, I don't want to give any more away about it, well, but let's it get is Chad very, back very into the conversation. Man. This is James. I heard James say, "I don't want to give anything away," and he totally gave something away. I'm sure. Put your Are you gonna put your I'm trying to put it in. It's I'll, tangled up. Uh, that's what she said. Well, yeah, well, I don't think it's long enough to get tangled, bud. How yeah, the just hell put does them this in happen? the hole. Yeah, now this makes for great podcasts. I'm sure people people listen. But while watch it, figuring out how technology works. Annie uh, Wershing, Wershing, unfortunately, yeah. passed away. She also was in the original game. That's oh, I put my headphones in just enough time for my internet to freeze, James. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, you know, we can yeah, still hear you. There you go. You're back now. You're, but you're back now. Pixelated. Right. So, all right. Let me bust up on another one. Since Chad is a huge fan of Night Court, and I'm a huge fan of Night Court, have you watched the? Oh, he's got his Scarefish shirt on. Have you watched the new Night Court? I haven't. I haven't got to watch it yet. I, I can't it. make myself watch it. It's not terrible. Really? No. It's not fantastic. But John Larroquette makes the show. And actually, I like uh, Rauschman, Melissa Rauschman. Rausch. Yeah. I think it's, and it, it by the way, there's no man at the end of it. It's R-O-U-S-C. Roush. Yeah, it's Rauschman. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but it should be man. Because she's manly sexy. Anyway, I don't dislike her. I find that she's the daughter of Harry Anderson, but. Uh, it's not the worst show. I, I I am enjoying it, but I'm not crazy about the other characters. But I'm still enjoying it. It's quick 30. And John Larroquette just kills it every episode. I've got a similar... I haven't got to see that yet, but I've got a similar feeling toward that 90s show. Kurt so Wood I Smith. watched the first episode of that, and I had a hard time, and just I never made it past the second. Uh, it's it's uh, as long as Kurtwood Smith or uh, and I'm blanking on Kitty's act the actress that plays Kitty that's terrible I should remember that but that's anyway a- as long as they're on the screen it's great and actually one of my favorite lines and it actually I was like yep that's where we are now um, if you were a fan of that '70s show originally and I really did like that '70s show because Red Foreman actually reminded me of my father a lot. It's a joke that I always make to my kids because they've been watching, like especially uh, my eldest has been watching that 70s show or did for a while. And I was like, Red Foreman is much closer to how dad treated me than how he treats you as the grandfather, mm-hmm. as your grandfather. Like he, well, he now, was very much, yeah. uh, it was very much like, I will beat you if I have to. That sort of mentality, whereas it's, you know, you get sodas and here's candy and go have fun. Um, but. I don't think it's in the first episode. I think it's in the second or third episode where they have the line uh, where he looks and and uh, he looks at his son um, and says, "You know, are you kids having fun? You're upstairs people now, right? That that idea that you don't get to go to the basement anymore, you don't get to goof off, you don't get to." And I was like, "Yep, that's that's pretty. That's that's the line that that show needed." Because that's really what it's about. It's now they're the people that have to be responsible and they don't get to be, they don't get to smoke pot. They don't get to, they've got to be the parents now and, and all the things that that entails. So I, I, I've been having fun with it. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm by the way, it is, as you like to say, nothing but remember berries. It is, it is, uh, you know, it's, oh, here's a cameo from somebody in the show. Oh, here's Tommy Chong again. Oh, here's, it's, but, Got renewed for a second season. I'm hopeful uh, that yeah, it, it... and Night Court's renewed for a second season too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 
in that way, I'm having fun. Right. So what movie Night Wish you were talking about watching? Is it from 1989? Yeah, that one. Why? I've never heard of it. You were, I, I honestly, the only reason I knew it is from the poster. I don't remember it. Or it see was it. on a VH. I just remember seeing the VHS tape and wanting to rent it, and I never did. And of course, it's on Tubi. I was about to say, is it on Tubi? Like everything else that was in the the the, the video background, you're frozen again. Am I? Well, no, Chad came back. Well, what I was going yeah, to ask um, is, is yeah. it any good? Uh, well, it's the it's, here's the question. It's C level '80s horror movie. Good. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I rewatched I Come in Peace after we had this conversation the other day, and I really enjoyed that too. I enjoyed it kind of too, but Brian Ben Ben was annoying. But I yeah, yeah he's I the only it. bad part about that movie. I don't know. I, and I, here's another one. You guys remember My Demon Lover? Yeah. Well, so Brian Brandon Griffith. Fr- Brandon Griffith went up. So I did a whole, my whole thing last week was I come in peace and how it's as far superior film to my demon lover. Brandon, old man Griffith doesn't have any taste. So I texted him. I finally went and watched a segment on Scarefest television. And then of course he rips me a new one after the idea done with it about how I'm going to fire him. I'm really looking for a lead moderator. If anybody knows anybody, can they contact me? And I appreciated him going back and forth with me or he's very serious. I don't know. That could go either way. But I haven't watched my demon lover since I was a kid. I haven't either. I can't remember and anything about I it. I can hear my kid. Do you guys mind taking over for a few minutes and talking while I go check? No, that's fine. Yeah. So so Chad. Yeah. This is where you start talking what about is it? What is it about stop freezing? I, the I can talk to James. What is it about the nineteen eighties that created all these I want to say like subgenres of horror films? Yeah. And, you know, you know, Bruce Campbell would always, you know, he said that, you know, if you worked in horror in the 80s, you might as well have been working in porn. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, uh, I, I I really have. I've I've been in this well of I haven't been watching anything new. I've just been on I've been on Tubi, which is a free streaming service. In case you don't know it, our listeners, I highly recommend creating an account and checking it out. You literally, like, I love HBO Max because you can go on a deep dive of classic movies. And it's the same, it's the reverse for Tubi. You can go on a deep dive of the lowest budget C, D level movies. And that's what I've been doing for almost a month now. I just randomly find movies. Like, I found Brain Damage on Tubi. Something I've been wanting to watch since I was a kid again. And they, you just can't find it anywhere. And it's on Tubi. So, but I can sort of see... I, you know, back when Bruce Campbell said it, I'm like, no, really? But now that I've been doing this deep dive on these C-level horror films, I'm like, oh, I see what he's saying. Yeah, but, you know, I, and I think that's it, though. I think there's something about, because you find a lot of, you find a lot of crap. Yeah. You wade through it, but you occasionally find something where you say, you know, if this had a budget or if this yes. had, if this I mean, had, and no offense meant to actors because you do something I can't do, but if this had better actors, if this had better or more appropriate actors yeah. to the roles, right? Well, it's like brain damage. I mean, it's literally a a, de- a a an alien, a monster of some kind that attaches to your brain stem and injects you with the most euphoric drug you have ever experienced. And then he gets you to eventually he his whole purpose is to get you hooked on his drug so you can kill people and he can eat their brains. That's how I want to go out. <laughs> 
And it is it is a such a weird story, especially when he go when the person goes through the 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 euphoria, and this little demon thing talking to him. It's in, I mean, I've just been amazed at some of these plots like Nightwish. It's it starts out like flatline, kind of well, not like flatliners, but it's these people monitoring their dreams to to figure out why they can't. I, I don't even know how to begin with. It starts out with people. T- you think it's one thing. They're talking about dreams and how nobody can dream about their death. And you think they're going to go that way. Then they go to meet this professor at this remote cabin. Shocker. And they're talking about. Man, the for- remote cabins are big in movies. Right. And they're talking about in the forest. There's there's these weird experiment animals that have been experimented on and mutated because of the toxic chemicals. I'm like, oh, we're going to go there. And now they're hunting ghosts. <laughs> and then that's when we we started this one. I have no idea where this thing is going. And I am fascinated by the sheer insanity of these 80s horror films that I never experienced as a kid. So, no. I mean, I think that's, it's just one of the things that, like, again, it's it's finding... And and how far can the story like? It's one of the reasons that I'll I'll just give this parallel. Manos, the hands of fate, as right. a film, is god awful. Right, damn near unwatchable. But if you take the plot idea and ignore the fact they didn't have the budget to make the movie the way it should have been made, and really, it was just done on a bet. Yeah, yeah. So By a fertilizer no salesman. Yeah, All right, right. Who had a camera that didn't record audio. Right. So uh, you, three people dubbed that entire movie. Uh, anyway, but yeah, no, I think that's I think that's the the thing though is that this idea of a cult and this that uh, and it being accurate. I mean, that was what Manos really was. It was a cult who did have this dark god, who did keep the master alive, who had this servant who was meant to be the reveal was supposed to be that he was goat-legged. I mean, that as, I don't know, a Twilight Zone episode, if it was well done, is a fascinating concept. Right. The movie we got was not. So I think that's one of the things that, you know, as you're wading through these terrible movies, sometimes you have to go, but there's something there. Like, it may not be done well. I literally just flip off my brain, which is what I've been wanting to do lately. Like, so that's why I haven't been able to watch The Last of Us, because I know it's well done. I know it's going to be beautifully crafted. I know it's going to be depressing, and I'm not in the mindset. I just, I get in these, fun, I get in these mindsets of going, do I really want to go down that well? And so no, and I'll be honest, I, and I, I, this is what we were talking about, and I won't, I won't repeat what I've already said before we heard it, but episode three got me. Like yeah, it that, really, really way late. Yeah, and I'm figuring I'm I'm a, I'm like I sort of did that with Walking Dead. Full disclosure, I never got through season two of The Walking Dead, and I never looked back. I got tired of all the death. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it literally I'm was afraid like, Last of Us may have that same effect. But again, I think that's one of the things is the the like I said, it's well done and it's beautiful, yeah. but good lord, um. Now that being said, I'll I'll be in my seat for episode four eventually. Yeah, I mean eventually. I'll watch it. I'm I'm going to watch it. I just I'm I'm literally in the mindset of I just want to shut my brain off. I don't want to think. So I'm going to watch Tubi. And I'm like, I have all these movies in my HBO. I have all these movies 
stacked up in my queues on all the services I'm paying for. But Tubi is just a sweet release. <laughs> you know, actually, and and uh, talking about this, I was going to wait until Joe got back to bring this up. But as as you are aware, um, I'm a big fan of Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. but I'm also a big fan of all the knockoffs that it, or not knockoffs. I should say knockoffs because, like Alan Quartermain got the movies with Richard Chamberlain got right. made because Indiana Jones was a hit. But Alan Quartermain predates Indiana Jones, right? Yeah, like Firewalker is a is a is a ripoff of Indiana Jones. Yeah, but I saw this in the Walmart DVD TV series collection for years, and I never picked it up. And then I decided I need to pick that up, and it was gone. And so I had to find it on eBay used, and it was, it worked out. Um, Tales of the Golden Monkey. Yeah. Uh, with Stephen Collins, I know we're not supposed to mention him anymore. He did bad things, but ignoring that, I got I got I got the complete series on DVD, and I'm I'm only about three episodes in. But honestly, a they reuse scenes of it literally the footage in Quantum Leap episodes because it was uh it uh Belisario mm-hmm. the guy that Bel- it was a Belisario. But this is I didn't know this until I got the complete series, and it comes with a book because it did come out the summer after Raiders was a big hit, and the true story behind that was he pitched it before Indiana Jones. And the networks went, nobody's going to care about an adventure story set in the 1930s. <laughs> <laughs> and then when Indiana Jones was a big hit, I think it was ABC came back and was like, do you still have that show? Can you do that? Can we do that now? And the other story is it was supposed to be Bruce Boxleitner in the major role. Oh, really? But he had a he had already committed to another show that wasn't Indiana Jones ripoff. And he couldn't do it uh, because of his contract. So they got Stephen Collins. And I had wondered for years, I'd heard people make the joke, is that Stephen Collins or Bruce Boxleitner? That's where that joke comes from, is because it was publicly announced that they wanted Bruce Boxleitner and couldn't get him. Which, by the way, I was like, how does Stephen Collins feel about that? But anyway, um, but as far as the show goes, A, it won an Emmy. Mm-hmm. It, but it was very pr- expensive to make because they're constantly flying a plane from location to locations and they actually show it. And I'm sure it was ex- for a TV budget of the time. Very expensive. But this the, is just going to be in, by the way, this is just officially going to be an us episode. Joe's getting his kid to sleep. So this should be fun. This is what all the viewers have asked for. The, the movie, uh, but the show itself only gets better. And the reason I'm bringing this up, speaking of eighties movies that weren't great. Remember Shockma and Roddy McDowell? How could I forget? Well, you know what Roddy McDowell is a billion times better in? What's that? The TV series Tales of the Golden Monkey. He's <laughs> not in the pilot. He, he replaced the actor that was in the pilot. There is a French character named, uh, uh, oh, Bon, bon something Louis, which uh, basically whatever the French is for luck. Good luck, Louis is what it means. Yeah. And the actor, I guess, couldn't come back when the show got green light, so they get Roddy McDowell to play this Frenchman who basically is Quagmire from Family Guy, except he is on this remote island because the French want to execute him. And it's set in the 1930s, and that's why he's called Good. Uh, that's why his name translates to Good Luck Louis, because he was on the guillotine and it malfunctioned, so they had to delay his execution and he escaped. 
So did he play? Is it like a subtle Frenchman or oh, is it Roddy I, McDowell going like full blown, like thick, terrible it's, French it's, accent? It's pretty subtle as far as that goes, but totally like in the first scene after. So after the pilot, uh huh, the first scene he's in where Roddy McDowell is playing him, there's a woman sitting across from him, and Stephen Collins' character is having a relapse of malaria. <laughs> <laughs> and needs help and he's basically he's he's saying to this woman he goes oh are you familiar with uh the uh, french artist blah he names a couple french artists and he goes oh and she goes oh yes yes so it so happens that i happen to have some of their work in my office if you would like to come to my office i kid you not then they come to him and we need help he's he's having a relapse and they're like okay i've got some quinine i've got some water they take it to him as he eats a mosquito sandwich i don't know why the just keeps coming back <laughs> The best part is, though, the best female, part is they try to bite you back. The female lead of the show later has to go get help from him again and hits and uh, barges in the door without knocking. Roddy McDowell comes out obviously upset because you can guess what they were doing. It's supposed to be doing in the office. Yeah. And he goes out and he goes, there is a procedure among the French. And I am told most of the world, it is called knocking. <laughs> when one is entering a room where one does not know what is happening, <laughs> it is called knocking. And uh, she says something back like, oh, well, the, I believe there's a universal term for what you are doing. And he goes, yes, we were having an, an intellectual conversation that we did not need interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Roddy McDowell. And the entire time, I mean, and of course he plays, he's kind of a scoundrel, right? Because the French want him dead. You never, or at least three episodes in, I haven't found out what, what all he did. But he also, you know, the French are not supposed to be during the 1930s, they're kind of German, they're hands off. And he also plays the magistrate that's on this small island that has to book all the flights. And he basically cooks the books so um, Stephen Collins' character can do whatever he wants. Now, most importantly, though, Chad, most people don't remember this show. But you know what the show inspired? What's that? Down to the look of every single character. Oh, wait, let me guess. Hellspin. Yes. <laughs> yes. Even literally. And, and by the way, the historical research they did for this show, I love Quantum Leap, but it may have been the best quality production because there's a scene where he has on a jacket and I didn't know what the jacket was. And then again, I'm looking through the little book that came with it going, uh, historians will notice that he wears the jacket of a, uh, I, I'm forgetting the term, but basically the Americans that fought in China Mm -hmm. during world war one well china didn't want to acknowledge that they were having american support but they gave them these symbols to put on their jacket and it basically was a uh it, it contained a a chit or whatever that yeah. said if you find this american do not kill them bring them back and we'll pay you for them huh. as an award for the, serving the empire or whatever serving the people of china honestly the level of detail in this show is only matched by how phenomenal Roddy McDowell is in this <laughs> show. Like Stephen Collins is great and he's believable as a character. And I mean, it's over the top. He's got a dog with one eye that had a glass eye that he gambles with. I can't make any of this up, but I'm really bummed. It only lasted one season, but I yeah. looked it up and it was real well rated, well liked, but it was just too expensive to make. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that the DVDs on your shelf in your basement. And when we were over there, 
uh, before the new year. And I looked at it and I said, this looks an awful lot like Tailspin. <laughs> so I didn't even say anything. It totally <laughs> is tail. And I, I didn't realize how much it was. And then I literally got online and they were like, no, this is Tailspin. But I'll be honest, again, for a show that was made in the early 80s, Belisario and his team did a phenomenal level of work because, for instance, he wears his flight, his pilot's cap. Mm-hmm. And I was noticing, I'm like, it's got a hole in it, like right there. Is that supposed to be a bullet wound? But then I was looking closer, and you can see it's faded around it. And like it had something, or it's, like, it's darker in that one area and faded everywhere else. And it goes on. Eventually, you find out why it was a symbol that he wore as a pilot. But if you got caught, you were supposed to rip it off so they wouldn't know what team you were or what what uh, squadron you were with. And huh. so you get the you get more backstory from reading into the costuming than you get in the show, at least so far from what I've seen. But I was like, this is it's a lot of fun. So again, diving into weird stuff from the eighties, I have felt it is. It is so much lighter and so much more fun than yeah. The Last of Us and things like that. Like I, I love those shows. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But there is something joyful about watching a dog with a with an eye patch, gambling with an eye. They were giving him an eye so he could gamble with it. Yeah. And then you know getting punched in the face repeatedly when the gambling goes wrong. It's just yeah. fun. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And like. I, I don't I don't necessarily want the remember berries that joke uh, that South Park and, and Joe I, I just I, I'm looking for stuff from back then that is different because I mean I don't want to say I, I, I'm going to sound like the old guy but today most of the stuff is again it's you you have to dig sometimes to find something good because most of it's just to formulate yeah things well that we see every day and you know yeah. now you're like you can go low budget 80s and find oh what the hell is this and and it makes no sense it's it's the plot is awful they had no budget but it's just so we the movies we're watching are so weird that you're just enthralled no i was gonna say and the only way you seem to find that now not the only way but one of the rarer ways you find it now is when you find something like his house on netflix which is dark and depressing but it was original it was fun yeah and and but you wouldn't know about it. Like I just happened to chance across it, and honestly, I needed background noise, and then I got hooked on it. Right? I mean, yeah. So speaking speaking of background noise, I got a quiz for you guys. Uh, it's going to require you to open up a uh, uh, Google and go to Google Images. Yeah. So remember we we did our whole episode on on wrestlers wrestlers, wrestlers. and the the last question was what's the most either awful or weirdest gimmick you have ever seen on a wrestler. And I brought up Bastion Booger. Mm-hmm. Well, for background noise lately, when I'm working around the house, I just turn it on Peacock and turn on wrestling. By the way, I haven't had a single problem with the internet. I'm sure you guys can hear me. I hadn't had one problem the whole time me and James were here. Joe sits down, my internet freezes up again. I like you. You did. So anyway, um, I think I found, I want you to look up a wrestler in Google Images and tell me what his gimmick is. I'm curious if you get it on the first one, because it took me a minute to go, oh my God, I can't believe they did this. Who is it? Waylon Mercy. Waylon Mercy. Just look at the image and see if you can tell what gimmick they're using for this particular guy. Mm, What's the thing on his forehead? I don't know. James, can you guess it? 
Oh, um, is he like a guru? Nope. No, no, you got me. He, he is a ripoff of Robert De Niro from Cape and, Fear. Oh, yeah, I see it. He comes out with a really bad country accent, all all shy, all smiles, and then he gets to his opponent, shakes his hand, and then he goes absolutely berserk. Oh. And he is an exact ripoff. And they call him a con man. I, it's just amazing that wrestling on does the this WWE? Stuff. Yes. Oh, okay. And he he yeah, he this is at the same time where they have a they have a wrestler called Isaac Yankum DDS, who is a dentist who comes out in full dental garb and and takes it off to wrestle. That is the one that shook me the most. I'm like, how could they that is so niche? So that they why create a race they just oh Robert Nero, okay, fear. That'll make a good wrestler. Well, he shouldn't be a dentist, he has weird teeth. So while I was gone, I'm not for sure what you all talked about. And of course, I'm going to make you. I talked that. about the best role that uh, um, Roddy McDowell ever did. No, it's just a recap. We talked about Night uh, Nightwish. And then we talked about how, like, James is watching this 80s TV show just to, you know, kind of. What 80s TV show is it? Gold the Monkey. best TV show that, that uh, Roddy McDowell ever did. Tales of the Golden Monkey. Never heard of it. So oh, and, I, and I, I've been on a deep dive of Tubi, just watching really C D level action and and horror films. Right. Well, what I was going to say is so, and this is for our audience is I got you know I had a little procedure, not a big deal, but I was stuck at home for a couple of weeks, and you know really stuck at home and trying to catch up on. And at first, it was an exciting thing. It's like I guess the kid that smokes a cigar and his dad puts him in a and puts him in a closet make him smoke the whole box of cigars i thought oh i can catch up on the last five years after having a kid of shit i missed and i'm telling you gentlemen a half to two-thirds of the crap i watched i didn't miss anything yeah that's partially why i'm like on this deep dive of tube of, of just going on oh, to right. the other emails. day i found myself one night waking up because it was hard to sleep of watching predator 2 enjoying the hell out of that one day I was watching Predator. Like I went found I Come in Peace after we talked about it, enjoyed that. I'd go to watch something new and get bored with it. Like I never finished Black Adam. But there was a show that I had a lot of hopes for. And I don't think it's a bad show, but I just never finished it. And uh, it's called the, oh crap, I completely forgot the name of it. The, is it The Fear or whatever? It's about the ship that sank the British ship in the 1800s when they were trying to find the Northwest Passage. It's not the evil. It's the fee. Oh, my goodness. I can't Are hold. you talking about the one that was on AMC? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's based on a true one? story. Ish. It's based on the novel, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, but, but it, I mean... It's, they don't yeah. really know. And actually, what happened is, is that um, they found the boat... Because it's based on the novel by a guy in 2000-something. And then they found the boat about six months or eight months uh, before the show came out. And, you know, because and they're basically, they're not necessarily still for sure because the boat was pretty much intact, still underwater. And, you know, it almost looked as like if they, and they talked about it in, in detail, if they went in and, and just put balloons up, that the, the ship would, you know, float. Which is what China was trying to do. 
with a oh that that, that <laughs> that's your topical joke. That's my topical joke. That's your topical joke. Timely, but it. Uh, my goodness, I'm so sorry. What's the guy's name in? Um, this is killing me. I can't believe that I didn't have any of this stuff ready for you. Sorry, but I was. It, I just only made like five episodes of it, and then they had a second season that was based on something completely different. But have any of either of you ever watched it? No, nope. I watched the first, the terror. By the way, the, the terror. terror. Yeah. Not yeah. The, the um, I watched the first, and that was the name of the ship. One ship was the terror, and the other ship was oh my goodness, I forgot the name. I watched the first episode, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I wanted to watch it, but I had kids that were young. Ugh. Right, and it is a little much. It's a little well, much. And I just and it has it was Jared one those, Harris, one of my favorite actors of all time. It was one of those things of I have X amount of time, I'll eventually get to it. But you're telling me I probably don't need to rush back. Well, I I liked it, but have you ever watched something and liked it, but it's still so damn slow? Yeah, yeah, that's it. And 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 as much as I like the production design, as much as I love all the characters, you know, it's like for example, when I was watching Chernobyl with Jared Harris, I burned through it in a weekend. Oh my! By the way, I was going to ask you, um, have you seen the follow up they did to that? The it's a more of a documentary. No, no, I haven't watched the more of it because I figure it's just the too Lost States to or whatever. Uh, it it is depressing, but oh, so fascinating because the reason they were called the Lost Tapes, they thought they were had been destroyed because they were so sure that they were going to find a way around it that they mm -hmm. recorded everything. And some of it is brutal to see, but some of it is like thanks to glorious communists. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's 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 PR stunt. It's I don't know, right. And so I was trying to think the other day of some of the stuff that I really liked that I found. And there's just not a ton. There was things I liked. I, I, did either one of you watch The Bear? It's on Hulu. No, I was no. going to ask you, uh, is that worth watching? Uh, because it's one of those things that I don't want to know if I want to come in. Yes and no. I, I like the fact that it's not 42,000 episodes. Yeah. But at the same time, and the acting's great. Uh, that kid that was on that uh, that show before, um, it also takes place in Chicago, the one I had a hard time watching, uh, with William H. Macy. Oh, uh, uh, Shameless. 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 Yeah, I wasn't a huge, just because every, I know those people, and I just don't want to watch a show about them. By the way, I, 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 we're doing a no-topic episode, but you but mentioned yet this. But yeah, you watch Justified. I would say you justified actually, is to, nowhere near as I want to take no, it one that's step two further. Totally different things. I want to take know, one I'm step joking. further, Joe. What? I want to take because I think this is an interesting point. Why is it that Shameless, which is more or less billed as a comedy, yes, gets and it's to not you. right? I mean, I guess it but, is for people who don't really know those people. But Squidbillies, because we mentioned before, we know Squidbill, we know those people too. But it's fine. Isn't funny to me. Shameless. But what? I, that's what I mean. Why, what shameless is, the is just mean. What now? I think shameless is just mean. There's no tongue in cheek. There's no really kind of. I I just thought it was mean. No, I just I I just thought it was an interesting point. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to. People. No, I I'm giving you my answer. I I truly just don't think I just want to watch people be mean. But early beats the living daylight out of granny and rusty. Really? And I think you get away with a lot when you're a cartoon. 
I think that's it too, because we know they're going to be back next episode. They're going to be back right. next episode. I don't right? know. Did you see Watership Down? No. Watership Down is not uh, Squid Village. It's not. A However, comedy. that's a drama. I did watch one thing, which leads me to my last point. And it didn't shake me, but it is the best movie I've ever seen about World War One, and that includes 1917. I preferred it so much more to 1917. I so can't recommend this better than 1917. All Quiet on the, the German production of All Quiet on the Western Front on Netflix yep. is heartbreaking and so well made and, and so anti-war. <laughs> Have either one of you watched it? Nope. I am familiar with the work, but I haven't seen that adaptation yet. It's on my to-do list, but I need time. Mm. You, you know what I need? I rewatched Meet the Feebles. That's I would good. say, and that's that's my challenge, Joe. Is that quite frankly, I want to watch this stuff, but there's I I know for that one, just knowing what I know of the work. Well, nobody gets out. Yeah, I was gonna say I know how All Quiet on the Western Front works, and it's right. not one that I want it like. It's not you know I'm in a good mood. I want to sit down and watch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean? I'm not. I don't want to sit I in my free in the free time that I have, which guys, is, is rare. A brilliant movie. It I understand that. Made. I got yeah. it, but it's just I don't it's want true. the we have a little bit of free time. I'm like I want to watch something that's so I, depressing. <laughs> I have enjoyed watching William Forsyth punch Stephen Collins in the face way more. Yeah, than I have. <laughs> Well, I think I'm going to, speaking of which, I think, speaking of William Forsyth, I think I'm going to go through Craig R. Baxley's whole, uh, whole book. My next is Stone Cold after I watched uh, I Come in Peace. And you're right, Chad. I have no idea why I keep saying I Come in Peace throughout the movie. It makes, yeah, it makes no sense. It makes no damn sense. It does pug the hell out of me. Why does he say that and then immediately suck out their brains? However, I am going to throw in one last plug. Because they're going to rest in heavenly peace. All Quiet on the Western Front on Netflix, German-made. There's several English actors in German, so some of it is in English, but a lot of it is dubbed. Movie is amazing. No, I, I'm, and I've heard nothing but good things about it. Yep. But every, I saw everybody in the theater, snuck out and saw it, and it's one. Con- and I'm just telling you, as far as a movie-going experience, that was better. It did. Well, I mean, it's the, based the, the on a classic yeah. work. Well, that and the one shot took me out of the other one. I don't know. It just, it didn't have the, I don't know what it is. I, I get how hard, technically hard that is and what an achievement it is. But yeah. If you well, there's an achievement though, but, but, but I, I, so I've got a question, no topic episode, but it's, it brings up an interesting point. So between, um, Oh shoot! It's not Letter Kitty. Why can't I remember? What's the name of that place where all the people were trapped and the fishing boats went after them? The other war movie, Dunkirk. Dunkirk. I don't know why I blanked oh, on Dunkirk. Dunk. Of course, Dunkirk's about World War Two. But yeah, no, it, but I was gonna say it's, it's, I don't Dunkirk know if it's quite as good as Dunkirk because Dunkirk is just brilliant because it's here and here and here because you flash no, forward then you come if back. If I'm not mistaken, Dunkirk no soundtrack too, right? I'm not for sure. I don't remember. I've only ever seen it once. I own it. It's one of those things I want to revisit someday because it it's because to watch it. I watched it. No one tells a story. I let my son watch Dunkirk uh, just because because he got kind of into it. And then I said, let's watch it. And and it's really interesting because I think, you know, it's one of those things that he's seen, quote unquote, war movies that were fantasy science fiction type Mm -hmm. stuff. But it was really interesting for him to see, you know, 
these people went out on boats, not armed, nothing else, just doing what they could to try to do what they could. Well, try to get the British Royal Air Force across the. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and you're on. Yeah. To Germany. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 such a cool story. So it was really interesting for him to, I don't want to say discover because he's well. I mean, he's aware of war as far as a concept. But I don't think a lot of people before. I don't think a lot of people that's Dunkirk is not really something they teach a lot in American. No history classes. Not even history, but history classes. I was gonna say, and 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 you could make the critique with some validity, and it's not an attack on history teachers in high school, but. We also know the history school, history teachers in high school across the nation are facing critiques on what they can teach in the first place. But quite frankly, I believe, Joe, if I'm not mistaken, you and your wife had a conversation. How much time did you spend learning about the Civil War versus how it's much been time? a whole she, semester. And yeah. how much time did she say her well, she class spent? communist Red China, Ohio, and spent two weeks like they yeah. wanted. Of course, no, she was also a terrible student, so let's let's not. But but I've heard that story other places too, right? We that, spent, you know, it, yeah, I spent the better part of at least half of seventh grade studying the Civil War. I mean, I so much learned, so that we watched most of the Civil War by Ken Burns. That's how I knew who Shelby Foote was when I, I was in seventh grade. I would say I learned way more about the Civil War than I did World War One. Oh, yeah. Or quite frankly, even the American Revolution. I remember, yeah, I remember as a kid, I remember as a kid, we talked about the Civil War and World War II, and then I was like, well, wait, why is it two? What happened to one? We never covered it. And no, it was because it I, we never covered Well, And again, like Christy, I had a hard time up until high school when I became a straight A student because of other issues that were going on with me. But I never remember talking about World War One, not even in high school. It was World War Two because that's when America beat Nazi Germany, not Russia. Well, England. yeah, th- and that's that's the, that's the thing that kind of gloss over is we had we didn't have as much of impact on yeah. uh, the Europe. In fact, we had very little impact on the European War. Our impact right. was on Japan. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, it's also, you know, Pacific. That was America's impact. The Revolutionary War and Civil War, which, again, is all American washed. And And good luck finding something about that World War of 1812. Yeah. Hold on, I gotta look it up because I found out about I I was doing some history. I was studying history this week. Yeah, I we, mentioned you all should watch All Quiet on Wall Street. Yes, I did. will. I just, I got to be in a mindset for it. That's one of those things like there's. <laughs> I was real quick. I was going to say, yeah, we hear about George Washington being so great, but <laughs> all I can say is everybody look up Own a Judge. Own a <laughs> Judge? I can barely rent one. It, <laughs> will, it, will, it will change your perspective of George Washington. <laughs> There's a lot that can change. That wooden teeth mythology. No, no, he took those from slaves. Yeah. Whoops, that got left out. Well, and Ona Judge is uh, his slave that uh, uh, kind of... So there's this whole... I, we're going to go deep. We're not going to go deep, deep. But George Washington, when he, when he moved to... Uh, was it New Hampshire? He had to move to New Hampshire for the presidency. And New Hampshire was a free state. And New Hampshire had this policy of if a slave comes here and and is here for six months, they become free. That's that slave is free. So mm-hmm. George and Wash Martha would bring their slaves in and at month five make them go all the way back to Mount Vernon 
come back and do a reset and come back. And they did that for seven years before Ona Judge escaped. And even then, uh, Martha and George <laughs> hunted her down repeatedly. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it, it's an interesting case of uh, the highly recommend looking up the story of Ona Judge. The dollop uh, did a great episode on it. So I, I highly recommend it. I mean, that's I mean, I teach the history of higher ed and that's the stuff that we end up going on on terrorists about. Right. I mean, yeah. because it's this it's this concept of, oh, there was no school for slaves well technically we we discovered one there was one it was uh i mean great when it closed after 12 years they did everything they could to say no that didn't happen but it happened yeah um and so i i think that's i mean and george washington asked for when he upon his death that all slate all of his slaves be freed one slave got freed and the rest martha kept and then when martha died she she gifted them to her her grandchildren yeah mm. <laughs> so let's talk more about something else well i have all these i can't say anything chad because none of it's funny yeah no but no yeah no. i i thanks for I just, bringing us down i had I, I set the bar really high with all quiet on the western front no, it's just found a way to take it even lower let, let, well let's talk about something that you you attacked me on on facebook this week Oh, and Lord. I get why I you don't attacked, think I've attacked anybody. He didn't attack. It's okay. I it, I am doing this for joking. Calm your ass down. <laughs> yes, don't snap at me again, sir. It right. did. Now I'm, now I'm going to go cry after this is over. No, yes, so it has nothing to do Brand, with me. That's because your life choices. Yeah. Brandon posted on Facebook about which living dead is the best one. Yeah, you're wrong on it. No, I'm not. I am. But no, seriously. So. And tell me if I'm remembering this wrong. Sure. Two is the one with the guys in the morgue. Mm -hmm. And it's the, fun. The, it's not the, very good. It's but fun. It's the and it's the zombie in the basement who looks at the kids and goes, brains. And it takes uh, place in Louisville. Well, he says that in the first one, too. But does it take place in Louisville? Part two is in Louisville, right? No, part one's in Louisville. Part one's in Louisville. Okay. Yeah. All right, maybe I'm mixing that. That's what I was. Part that's two what I was doesn't talk even about look it's like been a long time one. since I watched them. I wondered if I got them mixed up. Yeah, part two doesn't even look like part one. The only reason that they brought back, and I can tell this story because Tom Matthews told me this story. The only reason they brought back James, um, James, oh, just Jimmy Christmas, uh, Jimmy, what, what is it? Oh my God, we've met him. Why can I can't think of James? It's not James Mason. James, uh, oh, the, one of the greatest character actors, Tom Matthews. They were the two morgue attendants who accidentally let out the stuff in the first one. Now, the reason they brought them back is because that movie, Return of the Living Dead, was huge in Japan. And when they were doing the sequel, mm -hmm. they wanted a couple, and they really wanted those two back, Jimmy Karen, James Karen. They wanted Tom Matthews and Jimmy Karen back, and it made no sense because they're both dead in the movie. And the director didn't want them. That's another reason why it doesn't work and is kind of disjointed and all those other reasons. That's probably, and that's probably what I am thinking because. But the Japanese yeah, market had to have, and they were going to put them in them because apparently, well, no. and Tom Matthews even said that he's waiting, waiting for the day that they do a show in Japan because Return of the Living Dead is still huge there. Well, no, and and when you said I was insane, because I started thinking about all the scenes, and I'm like, wait, did I just confuse part one for part two? And I think I did. Well, only reason I like part three slightly better than part two is because it's a little different, and it's got Melinda I, Clark. I don't remember part three at all, she's so the I can't one even... with, uh, She's the one with dark hair, and and the girlfriend gets. Oh, well, I know who of, she is, but I don't. 
I don't remember change and disfigure herself. And there's a lot of body horror stuff in it. It's just a slightly better narrative than the second one. The second one didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, and I don't, so I don't, I, I, switched them around. I really don't remember three at all. So that's why I ranked. But yeah, I really think when I posted that, because I almost corrected myself. I'm like, no, Joe called me insane. I'm just going to leave it be. So, and that, uh, but and yeah, I, I think Griffith I, doesn't know what he's talking about. What do you mean? I just like saying old man Griffith. Okay. Did he say two is better than one? No, I just like saying old man Griffith doesn't okay. know what he's talking about. But no, yeah, I really gets, think. He gets flabbergasted. But he gets flustered, I should say, when I call him old man Griffith. Well, he, he doesn't oh. listen to this. So. He listens to, no, but that's okay. Maybe Mick Strong will tell him. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I really think I, I got uh, in the in the, the heat of the moment. I think I confused all the scenes that I love from part uh, part one and then put them into part two. So, yeah, I, did, I actually had never seen part two till just two years ago. Oh, are you serious? I watched both part one and two when I was a kid because I just remember yep. part part one's the funny the funny story about I was at my my cousin's house who's down the street, and they said it happened in Louisville. And he told me that it happened. It really happened, and it also happened at the graveyard, which was right down the end of the driveway where we were at. And it scared the piss out of me, and I ran home crying. Yeah, because I was like well, six or seven at the time. That explains why you're gonna cry later. I and guess. I didn't handle horror scary movies that well. Well, I've got a question about. Also, that, by then. the way, Louisville in that in that picture looks a lot like Southern California. Go, James. <laughs> what? So you all have brought up a movie that the sequel doesn't fit the first one right like they they're dead none of those sequels fit which makes me think about highlander 2 which leads to the question how many movies have done that a bunch in the 80s that's what i say and we've been ended up this ended up being an 80s themed episode i guess what about the 80s made people just go ah because i mean at the end of highlander he effectively is a god and then we jump to Highlander 2 and there's a sphere around the earth because the sphere's depleted and he created it, but he's growing old. Foreign markets. Foreign yeah, markets I'm... and distribution. That's exact, And, and people uh, pre-sale have to have X, Y, and Z just like I explained in Return of the Living Dead too. It's like, well, we have to have those two back. And foreign markets. I, I truly think that's, I mean, that's enough. I mean, but tr- that's saying explains Highlander is shot in Rio, almost said Rio Bravo, Rio <laughs> de Janeiro, wherever it was. Right. Was that was Highlander? The first one was shot in Rio de Janeiro. No, Highlander too. Okay. okay that makes South sense. Then. South America. But right? you know, and I, yeah, I think so. Which it's Highlander too, but it's so visually different. I mean, the future where there's the flying and it's guys. The same director and same. Oh, star. I know. Both Russell McCain yeah. and Star. Yeah, but his it's a very like if it wasn't Highlander, if it was the adventure of Crazy Old Man, whatever you want to call it, I don't care. But it would have worked better, right? It would have. And I don't think anybody gave two shits in the eighties about continuity. No. But because I mean, I can remember the first time I saw Highlander two, and I may have pulled Superman a, movies. I may have oh, pulled God. A, a, a pulled a chat on this one. I may have saw Highlander two before I saw the first one. I think so. I, I think did see brother. Highlander two before I saw the first one. I think I, my I brother hear. showed me Highlander two before because he was like, "You've got to see this scene," and he, because uh, I was probably too young to see it, but he let me see the scene where it's the 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 two flying guys 
and he beheads one of them and he becomes young again. That was the first intro I had to Highlander. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, it's a future science fiction, blah, blah, blah. And I went back and watched the first one. I'm like, it's a beautiful love story. Uh, but <laughs> about somebody who literally, I mean, it, it becomes an adventure film, but his story mm-hmm. of his love and she, he can't have children. It's beautiful. That being said, you could have made that anything but Highlander, and I would have been more engaged after I saw the first one because I'm like, oh, yeah, I like Christopher Lambert. And actually, right. I still argue that scene with Sean Connery in the second one, ignoring everything else about that movie, but where they're trapped, and he does that entire scene where he goes, if you take all the magic in your life and harness it into one moment, and he saves them effectively, but then dies again. I'm like, what a cool scene. Yeah. What a cool, but it's not high. I haven't seen it in a long time, Jim. I, I mean, again, it doesn't matter what version of it you watch, but it's a. I enjoy Highlander 2 as long as I don't think about Highlander 1. I right. like Highlander 2 simply because Michael Ironside is at his most insane. But yeah, well, I mean, it's not a good performance. It is one of the most over top performances of all time. It has. Yeah. John though, C. McGinley does the same thing. Yeah, and it has those scenes, though, which are just over the top. Everything about that movie is over the top. The entire scene where they're getting shot up and they wake up in the morgue comparing who got shot the most. Yeah. Oh, you're not going to count that one, are you? That shouldn't count, right? Oh, my God. That I got to go back and watch that movie. That it's, is, on, it's on Tubi for free. <laughs> Chad. The Renegade. The, the, the Renegade version. Okay. Oh, the Renegade version is? Is it much better? I can't remember. It's been a long time since I saw it. I don't remember it being much of an improvement. Let's say, Joe, that let's. What would you rank Highlander to the version that you remember at on a scale of one to ten? It's a, I even as a kid thought it was a bad movie. So, what but would I you rate it one out of ten? Like, like uh, three, I'm maybe four, four. four. I give it, a four. It, it may hit five for you. It may hit five. Yeah, I give it a four. I mean, because you shot the movie, there's just not a lot you can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but no, no, I I mean, and I love all, and I love, I mean, none of the Highlander films really have continuity because anytime they try to have them have continuity, you get Highlander 3, Mario Van Peebles is a sorcerer. He kills him and gains all his power. If you watch the trailers for Highlander Endgame, there's an entire scene in the trailer where uh, Connor McCloud does this and he starts to form an energy sphere and, and so he's got the powers of the wizard. Did that actually make it into the final Highlander endgame? Nope. <laughs> but it's in the trailer. So they tried to address that plot where, oh, shouldn't he have the powers of the wizard or whatever now? But he, he doesn't. He does not. Yeah. It makes no sense. None of them do. But 80s. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Chad's probably right. We probably do need to start wrapping. Anything else you guys want to recommend for people to watch? Well, like I said, Last of Us is pretty good. And I'm, I don't want to really shit on the night court. I can't, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still a freaking sitcom. But John Larroquette, there's enough John Larroquette. No, I'm, I'm going to watch it because, quite frankly, I've heard good things about it. I will eventually I, watch it, yeah. I like. I, I am enjoying that 90s show, but I'm being honest, and you weren't here for the conversation, Joe. Tales of the Gold Monkey. Maybe the most fun I've had revisiting something, and it is 100%, not 100%, but it's about 80% Roddy McDowell playing a flamboyant French quagmire from Family Guy. Right. Just, I mean, just luring ladies back to his office and doing things behind closed doors the Roddy McDowell way. Mm-hmm. Honestly, Bonchance Louis is the name of the character, and 
I am sad that show got canceled because I want him. I wanted him to have his own spinoff. Like I want to know the story. If somebody wants to go back and write a new show and have it connect, because like I said, uh, Belisario reused stuff from Golden Monkey throughout almost every one of his shows, and the production values on it. I mean, they're dated now, and the video quality even transferred to DVD isn't great. But uh, there was a lot of research that went into that show. I'm having a blast with that. So I'm with Chad. Let's go back and explore 80s crap. Yeah. One I'm last thing. The, ahead, the only thing I could, the only thing new that I can recommend that I've enjoyed is Koala Man. That's it. I was going to say, did you watch Koala Man? Dude, yeah. We, I watched, I've, I'm, I've got one episode left. I watched the first three episodes. And that's why I texted you all. I'm like, are y'all watching Koala Man? I now understand and, Australia. And I've texted you back. <laughs> I, re- I, I didn't see it, Chad. I'll be honest. I usually see it, but I didn't. No, but you don't. I- no, you, you see Joe's. And now Joe's going to snap at me for saying that because Joe's got anger issues. I'll see. Hold on. I'm back Poker here. face. While you are arguing. Oh, I forgot about Poker face. I love- Natasha Leone and Ryan Johnson's new show. She is fantastic in Dude, it. Dude, I, I love Poker face. Poker face. You're right, James. Joe, thank you. I forgot all about Poker Face. I'm enjoying the hell out of Poker Face. I got my wife hooked on it now. I have to wait for her, and it's it's a, it's an eternity to get her. I haven't her. finished the second episode because I just get real tired, real easy. I'm tired now, but yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't got to see Poker Face, but I have to because it ties into uh, the world of uh, uh, Knives it's, Out. So it's Natasha Leone doing a Columbo. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, but it is it. But that's what they say. But I still don't. She's doing kind of her Columbo, but she's still a totally different story. She's not a detective. No, she's it's completely different. But it's her. But it's I her, think it's people her... are shitting on her for it. I don't know I, why. I mean, I, there was somebody that not you. I read somebody the other day. It was like, oh my god, just go watch the original Columbo. And I was like, I don't know it's that I agree. It's not the same with that. thing. It's not I, the same. That's thing. What I'm saying, I don't agree yeah. with the person. It's who just was some of that. it's some of her gestures and vocal hits that are Columbo, but yeah. it's it's her. I just, it, yeah, no, it's not, the, it's not the same thing. And yeah, it's almost like, it's kind of eighties in the sense of that. That's, that's why I like it. it. That's, that's the only throwback that I'm enjoying. Cause it is, it's an, it's an throw throwback to the whodunit or it's not even like, cause Matlock and murder. No, Shiro, no, they no. showed you who murdered them at the beginning. No, it's kind of eighties in the sense of that. She's in trouble. She's on the low road from the law kind of. It's and Johnny one- Bago. Yeah, well, Johnny, I didn't watch Johnny Bago, but there's a ton. I mean, it's all the way from Hulk. To, you froze right when I said Johnny Bago, so I'm assuming everybody's agreeing with me. All the way from the Hulk to BJ and the Bear. There's yeah. one thing after a week. Yeah, if it ain't renegade, who cares? Right. So, um, as she's but, fleeing, so it's kind of, I like that part of it. Yeah. But is it, but my entire thing about that is, um, is that, I, I, I would love if somebody accused me of doing a Columbo, right? I mean, I know there's just one reviewer is just shitting going, go watch Columbo because Columbo, you know, still holds up. And it may, I don't know. I haven't watched Columbo. Oh, I have. I've watched Columbo recently because it's, it's on one of the channels I get down here and every blue moon, I'll catch it. And good still. Columbo is a classic, Uh, but it's one of those things that, my my argument there would be, even though I haven't seen Poker Face, is more of a good thing is okay. And by the way, Palumbo was a ripoff. You want to know why? This is a perfect way to end it. This son of a bitch right here, I'm holding up The Exorcist by William Peter Blatty. William Peter Blatty swore up and down and hated them forever. 
that the detective in this, who's also in Exorcist 3, which but Legion was the book. I can't remember the detective's name. He's played by Tudor. George C. Scott played him. Was ripped off, and Columbo was ripped off from his detective from this. He blamed them for years and years and years. Hmm. By the Sorry, way, though, is it is an imitation? It's a perfect way to kind of segue into da da. It's an imitation, the sincerest form of flattery. But if you take anything from me, I'll see you in court. See you Burn in hell. See you in court, you son of a bitch. And with that, thank you for listening to this episode of Bonehead Weekly. Grrrr. <sniffs>